You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. Hey folks, this is Morrison from the Couch Brotatoes. And we need to let you know firsthand that this is a graphic show that isn't for everyone. So please go in with a little bit of discretion, and if you don't like it, fuck off. The only motive was to completely control a person and uh, keep them with me as long as possible. They are a product of the times that you have left us behind. I have killed people for nothing. Just for somebody to look at me wrong, I would kill them. Maybe I should have killed four or five hundred people, then I would have felt better. And I felt like I really offered society something. And you're going to get your asses nuked in the end. And pretty soon it's coming. 2019, a rock's supposed to hit you anyhow. You're all going to get nuked. Are you mad? Do you feel like... And I'm telling you, because cops let me keep killing them, Nick. Don't you get it? <laughs> oh yeah he did back. he yeah. did he reported it he got his money back or a new delivery i'm not fucking hunting you down <laughs> it's happened to me i know what happens <laughs> i enjoy your free pizza i'm getting speaking another one of, speaking of hunting people down hey welcome <laughs> to this week's edition of the couch potatoes i'm <laughs> alex this is cap Morrison. And uh, longtime listeners know that every so often we'll bust in and do an episode of That Murder Show. And this is kind of like a not really a That Murder Show. This is the Couch Potatoes, as I said earlier. But fuck it, I want another excuse to use the intro. I love the intro. (laughs) (laughs) Hanging out. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite. Not quite. (laughs) But I don't know, just a compilation of all the different killers and just that rock and roll theme. I just want another reason to use it again. So welcome to a fake episode of that murder show usually on this show we talk about uh serial killers and their horrible acts and you know where they are today and kind of do a little breakdown but this time we're actually gonna we, we're, we're talking about the real monster yes us. yes us, <laughs> us, us as we the people yep. <laughs> why we're actually interested in this stuff we teased it last week and we figured fuck it let's go ahead and do it this week um just the idea of like our fascination with serial killers, the macabre, true horror, crime. true crime. Even though like I, I've had that, I feel like everyone's had the thought of like, could I kill someone? Would I kill someone? Why would I kill someone? And it's like you go through the mental thing of like, could I, would I? And of course we should end up at the thing of like, I won't, yeah. <laughs> you know? But it's like... So even as we as people know that we're not going to do something, we're still drawn into knowing the ins and outs of people that did. Yeah. So you look at somebody like uh, a Ted Bundy, for example, and you're like, this fucking guy? Right. So it's like, again, even someone like kind of unassuming. It's like you kind of want to delve into it and kind of learn why. But like, but why do we as people want to do that, even if we have no connection to it? Because like, for instance, Cap and I like watching music documentaries. Well, we have a connection to that. We're musicians. We 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 understand the process and we enjoy watching the construction of it down to the point where you know we'll watch a, what a ten hour documentary on the Beatles. Yeah, ten hour know? documentary on the Beatles, or like uh, I think that connects with like the true crime stuff because a lot of the musicians that you see on these fucking documentaries are fucking psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> Right, but it's like, but at least we have a connection to that documentary we're watching because we're musicians. Yeah. 
well, I've never killed anyone. I've never, I've never even like gotten in a physical altercation with like you know someone that cl- is like close to me, that kind of thing. So it's not even like I've had like a domestic problem. You know, I'm not like an angry, outlashing person. So it's like, but I'm still utterly fascinated by like killers. Why think, is that? I think part of it comes from like as kids, you know, your mom or your dad or whoever's raising you uh, is telling you, uh, tells you that there is good and then that there is evil. There is, you know, you know, with a lot of communities, it's God and the devil that pers- that possess a human to uh, do the things that they do. But, you know, as we get older and you kind of real, you study, you know, if people get into this kind of thing, the true crime lore and uh, the behavioral psychology of it, that's what it is. It's the psychology of it. You know, you figure out what makes the Ted Bundys of the world tick or you if you're interested enough you find out what drove this person to do this thing because i wouldn't do this this is a fucking atrocious crime but you can't you know it fascinates you to a point because there's the there's a science to it and and i think it connects with a lot of people because think we didn't actually talk about this on our reality show mainly because it's kind of crosses the line of reality into just sick fucks but like to catch a predator one yeah. of the biggest shows for the longest time was about pedophiles. And I watched all of that shit. Oh, yeah. We would sit down as a family and watch it. And it wasn't even as like a cautionary tale of, hey, Alex, you better watch out what you do online. Don't talk to strangers. It was just, watch let's get this piece yes, of shit. Yes. It's like, let's just watch these motherfuckers, like these absolute garbage humans go down. <laughs> well, it's like with watching cops when you see somebody just take down like a drug dealer or some shit like that. It's like the same, uh, you know, reactionary based. Right. I can either confirm or deny if I've murdered someone <laughs> <laughs> or been in a physical altercation with friends or family. <laughs> That's my business. <laughs> However, you were talking about the intrusive thought. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this goes back to, you were talking about music documentaries mm-hmm. about the Beatles. What is it the Beatles that fascinates you? Is it their success their their form you know it's all these things right because you guys are musicians you know you guys can get to that to that what Mm -hmm. they can't you can do what they do but they're up here right right they're doing something you haven't got to yet Mm -hmm. and only like one out of a generation ever get to reach now that goes into the human suffering part of it those people who kill that thing that says in their mind like nah I shouldn't hit him with a brick. Now that, <laughs> nah, I want to. I really fucking want oh, yeah. to. And your body reacts to saying, and not, this ain't just a societal thing. This isn't a nature versus nurture thing. This is, can I block out that intrusive thought? Well, mm-hmm. then it becomes like uh, you search for validation mm-hmm. and things like that. They don't need it. They, in their mind, especially your more hardcore people, like your serial killers and stuff like that, that go- that's gone. Something has clicked in their brain saying, I have the right to kill. Well, isn't that validation too? Yeah. yeah. But like they have they have a self-righteousness about yeah. it. Um, but they know like society based on the way it is, they're not like, oh man, they're gonna they're not gonna be cool with me. This world is meant for a bunch me. of motherfuckers. And that goes mm-hmm. to like cult leaders too, mm-hmm. uh, generals, presidents, dictators, and stuff <laughs> like that. Yep. But it, it but it overshadows the idea of like who the fuck's gonna stop me because that's another part of intrusive thoughts like when you're thinking about killing a guy in front of his wife while ripping his teeth out you're just like <laughs> i probably shouldn't do that because the cops would blow my fucking brains out yeah. and i like being alive you know, but i want to do it again and Life just sometimes like, sucks but yeah at least i'm still here yeah <laughs> but like that that whole thing in your brain is like clicking off because it happens to me a lot yeah like 
at the end of the day, I'm just like, no, I'm not going to kill him. Mm-hmm. No, because that's fucking insane. Yeah. That's I almost, may have thought about it all day, but that's I'm not going to. And, that's, and, that's, <laughs> and I think a lot of people don't don't trust their intrusive thoughts enough. What I do you think, mean by that? I think it's okay to think about doing something terrible as uh, a way of being cathartic with it. So, like, some people beat the fuck out of shit, you know, mm. like their wives. Or drywall. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> a nice little Kyle running around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Monster. <laughs> but, like, it's, you know, you do need to, you need an outlet. But I think thinking about it and, you know, really thinking about it can be cathartic. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm never, and I say this on the podcast, I will never hunt a human down. Unless I have the money to. Because <laughs> like, it costs money to hunt people around a quarter of a million dollars. Well, 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 He's done the research. A quarter of inflation, $350. Gas is expensive. Yeah. So is land. <laughs> but but that's more about fascination than anything. Yeah. But it, I think it's cathartic if you think about, you know, why do I, why do I want to do this? Mm-hmm. Um, guys especially, because guys can be super aggressive um, it's the testosterone thing. Yeah, well, it's, it's a chemical imbalance, like it calls mm-hmm. it. But you have violence, physical violence, and abuse, mm-hmm. which is are the traits of most men killers. Women are more methodical. Yeah, it's a plan. Mm-hmm. That's why most I'm women kill this motherfucker. Yeah, well, that's why most women don't get caught because they sit down and kind of be cathartic about the way they kill now you still got your you know pull the gun blow the blow the bucket her way kind of yeah. like, like eileen warnos yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was more of a dude <laughs> she was more of a child yeah. than anything but like you know what i say like she she was violence first mm-hmm. you know you, you know when we fa- when we talk about these people what fascinates us is they can turn that off mm-hmm. they can turn off and be like yeah let me just do it i'm not gonna think about it i'm just gonna fucking do it and that's it yeah the ones you got to worry about are the people who think about preventing violence, but not the consequence. Mm-hmm. You talk about methodical killers like cult leaders, like oh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna create a utopia in fucking <laughs> South America. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like oh yeah, that's great, and then like shit goes wrong, just a small little thing. They some always guy, they start some, fucking some some person, some fucking person's like it's hey, always it's always about sex. That's not, the thing I, too. One person's like hey man. This is kind of weird question, but it's just like, can we leave? <laughs> and he's like, no, everyone gather around and would tell you why you can't leave. Yeah, <laughs> because, because it would fuck my brain up on why I justified killing people to get here. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Now start fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you, you know, and the psychology behind a killer and a cult leader is totally different. A cult, uh, Ted Bundy could have been a great cult leader mm-hmm. because he's so narcissistic. Well, he wanted to be a politician. Yeah, which is a cult leader. Yeah, you know, it's a thought. It's a thought experiment of, of power. Yeah, a power dynamic, which is why he's a rapist. Okay, that's what that is. It's a mm-hmm. power thing, plain and simple. That's how a lot of these killers were. It's, all, it's a yeah. power thing. But yeah. you got, but you got someone like Jim Jones, who is who insulted a power through religion because mm-hmm. he know because we see it all the time. You know, I got God on my side, and you mm-hmm. can too. You know, well, I find it interesting that you kind of led into cause that because when you go to religion. It justifies the intrusive thoughts. I, well, I, the validation. It, interesting you said that. I actually have an opposite point. I feel like 
hardcore religion. I don't want to cast a huge umbrella just on Christianity, but on hardcore religion. Episcopalians. Um, <laughs> How's the grocery store work? Gerald Ford. <laughs> it's, it, it, actually, let me back up a little bit. It, so you, you're already kind of saying that having the intrusive thoughts helps with the catharticism. It of, can. It can help without you know actually fully going through with it. Well, in some hardcore religious sects, you hear things of like, even if you think of coveting a woman or coveting your neighbor's wife or having sex with a woman, because you had those thoughts, you're as guilty of having sex with her mm-hmm. as you actually are of just doing it. And that's one of the Ten Commandments, you know. So, but that's 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 that goes into social constructing. But what I'm saying though is, so maybe the people that feel like they can't even acknowledge the intrusive thoughts because mm. then they are no better than a serial killer, kind of just form into it because they can't reject the intrusive thoughts. Yeah, because they've, they've tried to tamp them down too long, mm-hmm. and it, and it just bubbles up yeah. and bubbles up. Same thing with like like the whole premarital sex hardcore, you know, no masturbation thing. Those are the ones that usually turn up into sexual predators because they were the ones that were pinned up for so fucking long mm-hmm. <laughs> that is all coming out at once. <laughs> and then maybe there is a weird correlation to that with serial killers. And you a have, lot of them, it was, and you have. You know, you have different fans yeah. of killers. You have the ones like, oh, man, I love watching a documentary like City Confidential, uh, Forensic Files, Net- 48. Netflix, Docs Netflix, Now. They're just literally. Yeah, you're just watching. You're like, oh, man, that's you know, that's crazy. I couldn't, you know, I, I don't even know what I would do in that situation. Yeah. And then you have the other fan. The one is like, no, you don't understand. Uh, Ted Bundy probably killed like a hundred motherfuckers. <laughs> and I could just, I could tell you a story why I think that. And it's like. <laughs> and which fan are you? Yeah. None of your business. <laughs> <laughs> but as you start rattling off that second one, pretty fucking easy. <laughs> but you know that that's, that other fan, you know, treats it like a hobby. Yeah. Now we we watch stuff. We like watching human suffering. Mm-hmm. It, that's a goddamn fact. Yeah. People so, need it. People need it to keep going. Listen that's why our, there's horror movie fans, or, or listen to our reality TV uh, episode. Yeah. <laughs> we want to see people fail. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you can justify whatever you want to say. It's like, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, really? So, you, so anybody that's listening that's a sports fan, you love it when your least favorite team gets beat the shit out of. You want, by, that, you want that other team to die. Yeah. Why do we root for the villain in the movie sometimes? Because they're morally white. <laughs> Maybe not morally right. Jason is. <laughs> Jason is keeping people from committing sin on his property. Yes. He's a, he's a He's doing the Lord's work. He's a he's a fucking uh, allegory for Jesus. What would Jesus do? Kill them motherfuckers. Kill <laughs> them premarital sex havers. Drugs. <laughs> Drugs in the community. <laughs> Ronald Reagan and Jesus would be proud. <laughs> but what fa- I think what fascinates us with horror is the fantasy of it because yeah. it's so over the top, you know. There are killers, you know, we've talked about them before who who do go over the top. But, oh yeah. But we've never seen one that does like Texas Chainsaw Massacre liberal damage. Oh, but that was based on a true story, Chris. It's all based off fucking that's, that's the story. Ed Gein and all that. Yeah, it's a combination of like seven motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, seven. Uh, that, to equal that was the joke. One. That yeah, was the I joke. Know. I know. You told you showed me a photo of a six foot five, three hundred and twenty pound dude that could run a four forty with a chainsaw. I'm like, he shouldn't be a killer. He should play for the Rams. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, give this man a football. Give this man a football so he could suffer <laughs> for us. Yes. We want like like you know bread bread and circuses is a real thing. Yeah. You know, we. 
it failed during the pandemic mm-hmm. because uh, NCAA canceled the mm-hmm. basketball tournament and uh, and Baylor ended up winning the whole thing in 2021. But in 2020, they didn't have one, remember? Yep, exactly. They didn't have it. They canceled it. And that was a mistake on the ruling government because, oh, fuck, we just canceled the second largest sporting event mm-hmm. in America. People are going to get fucking antsy as shit. And then people started second-guessing themselves. Well, why the fuck did they cancel this and not the NFL? Yeah. Why did they cancel this and not mm-hmm. baseball? It doesn't make any sense. It might be fake. It might be just fucking bullshit. And it's like, God damn it. <laughs> you know? No, we stopped We stopped that because we didn't want college kids to contract a fucking disease from some asshole from Texas. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Indoors. die. You know? But, like, it's, it's a thing that we can break yeah. more realistically in our minds of... It's okay to watch people suffer as long as I'm not suffering. Right. Or I'm suffering. I don't want to see something happen worse to someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it, it, it kind of gives you an empowerment a little bit of, oh, no, I'm not addicted to heroin. I'm better than this junkie. <laughs> yeah. At least <laughs> I'm not, at least I'm not, you know, fill in the blank. Yeah. At least I'm not some meth head, you know, ripping my fucking teeth out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, it's always a, a one step forward. And a two step back for the other person. Well, it's like when mm-hmm. people go, it's like social media too. You go on Facebook, you see somebody, you know, putting their problems out. You know, folks yeah. can be like, well, at least I'm not that fucking guy. You yeah. know? And, and social media, I think, I'm not going to blame social media like every kind of like everyone else a little bit. I'm just. It's definitely part of the problem. It can fix it. But it's not going to. No. No, because we're human beings. We exactly. Watch, like I said, we, we want to we watch suffering, but we also want to make people suffer. Yeah. We want to dox people. We want to ruin their motherfucking lives. You know, hey, did you know blah, blah, blah. You know, his daddy was a pedophile. You know, did you know that? So that, well, that doesn't make him any lesser. He's just a person. You know? Yeah. But nah, nah. He's a, he's the a sense dad. of his father doesn't get yeah. cast down on yeah, him. Yeah. And like, I love Facebook is like the, dis- the destruction of the family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, why do you don't talk to your cousin anymore? Oh, man, he, he has a red flag. I got a black flag. It doesn't make sense. It's like, <laughs> no, fuck that dude. Yeah, <laughs> he, he he roots for team number two. Fuck him! I don't want to talk to him. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Uh-huh. You know, oh, he voted for so and so. Man, that dude's a fucking douchebag. That means he's stupid as shit. Why exactly. don't I want to talk to him? And you know, it's a division of it, it's a community. Yeah, it's a division of community, and it's a it's a line in the sand you're putting yourself in every fucking time, and it's it's destructive to the mind. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, you know, you could read a book and come out with a new perspective mm-hmm. on something you know uh you were, you were talking about neil gaiman me and you yeah uh, we were reading a book so when you finish that book you do you ever feel like oh fuck i finished the book now i'm just like i gotta find another book yeah mm-hmm. exactly you, know, you kind of feel like, bad you know you told you, you you know hear a story mm-hmm. it's like i want to go to the next story what's yeah. next or it's like any piece of media you finish it and you want to consume uh, something else it's like no true crime same thing so I learned and that's about- the problem because we, tr- we treat human suffering the same way mm-hmm. man I watched these three kids get hemmed up in prison they mur- they may have murdered three kids they didn't but West Memphis Arkansas said they did yeah so like I gotta watch I gotta know I wanna watch I need the not context just, I don't, everything I don't, I don't wanna just watch about the murder I wanna watch the deconstruction of the ruling party mm-hmm. fuck it up cause that's another part yeah. of true crime failure the- of the people we elect is fascinating yes because you know uh stephen avery yep that is a government failure day in regardless if he did it or not yeah it's a failure on the public for electing these people and now those electorate have failed same with uh west memphis for uh, west memphis and it it, it goes into not just the failure of government the failure of the person in government Mm mm-hmm 
oh man, he got his dick sucked in the White House. What a dumbass getting caught. Yeah. And, like, and what was ha- what happened? She was shamed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We loved watching her suffer. Mm-hmm. She became the villain. Yeah. Not we the- loved watching her suffer. And and it's fascinating because we watch it on all sides. Yep. Like when I'm watching a football game and I see a hit, and I mean a hit, and you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. When we hear the stadium just go, ooh, and it, or, or no, we hear the click. Yeah. You hear those two helmets click. You mm-hmm. just, their brains have just went all the way back <laughs> and yep. slammed forward, mm-hmm. and they probably just forgot two birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, and it goes to like assassinations, too. Like People are fascinated by the death of John F. Kennedy. Mm-hmm. They probably talk still about, the biggest conundrum of conspiracy. Yeah, but they talk about just the gore of it. Back to the left, uh-huh. you know, his head mm-hmm. explodes. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. Yeah, we love seeing that shit. Yeah. We love watching, like... Put that shit on replay. Like, Faces of Death. Yep. We love watching human suffering. We love... We just love it. And it's the shit. It's the bee's knees, or whatever the kids say these days. Lit. Whatever. It's dick's bananas, as my yeah. friend Ben would say. It's dick's bananas. <laughs> dick's bananas. Wow, yeah. okay. Yeah, All let right. that settle for a little bit. Okay. Right. It, 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 and it goes kind of past true crime. We love seeing, you know... Famous people fail. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a whole podcast about Kiss, and you're about to hit a part of their career that kind of sh- shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we love it. We fucking love it. It's like, that's the thing. It's like but we get to that part where it's like it gets to the shit, but that's been the more fun part of it. It's yeah, like, but, yeah. but, but you know, you, you guys, you guys have developed listeners on the piss, uh, yeah. Kiss, Kiss, <laughs> the piss, <laughs> on the Kiss podcast, just because you know we're watching the rise, the mm-hmm. plateau, and the fall. Yep. You know, and it's fascinating to watch yeah. people fail, like the Osbournes. You know, it's like Ozzy's just a dude, you guys. Yeah, he takes off the makeup just like Gene Simmons. Yep, and he's just a dude. He's the, he's not the prince of fucking darkness. He's no. just you know he lives in a mansion. It's just with junk. a nice wife, kind of shitty kids, <laughs> and like I don't know. I feel like that's reversed. I was going to say the better, wife's a shitty, shitty wife. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we it, we love watching that. And uh, a good example of this was I got roped into true crime by watching by sitting in the living room with my dad mm-hmm. watching City Confidential. Okay. City Confidential was a simple show. We'll go to uh, we'll go to a town, a small a small town murder. But mm-hmm. uh, if you get a chance, anyone listen to this, listen to Small Town Murder on Spotify. It is fascinating. <laughs> uh, two comedians do it. It's great. But okay. uh, anyway, City Confidential works the same way. They go. The narrator is great, mm-hmm. um, and it talks about hey, you know, this old couple lived in this house. These dudes rolled up, slaughtered them, and now the race is on. And then the cops find out this happened, this happened, and now, okay, cool. You know, we caught the guy. There is there there is an ending to the story. It's not right. open ended. It's not unsolved mysteries where it's right, like right. aliens or some shit. Um, <laughs> this you know, point A, killer, killer caught. Point B, end of story. Right. And it's fascinating because you're like, why the fuck would he do that? He's a uh-huh. gardener. Why would he just go in there with an axe and just start killing these motherfuckers? Well, so I, I've been kind of holding on to a segment topic, but that actually just leads into it perfectly. One of the aspects that I've actually enjoyed the most, so I wonder what it says about me and my enjoyment of human suffering, is not even necessarily the crime itself. 
I fall into rabbit holes of watching the interrogation videos mm-hmm. and watching them squirm through different lies or tell the half truths and trying to watch them construct certain narratives. And I like it when like the nar- like the person making the video kind of like sometimes pauses it and they're like, by this point, the cops are already know and they have DNA evidence showing that, you know, Mr. So-and-so uh, did in fact kill his wife with a sledgehammer. Uh, so they are asking leading questions to see just how truthful he'll be. So pay attention to his exact answers and his body language when they bring up specific details. Click. And they'll like go back into the interrogation video. That's the stuff that I love watching. So you love a mental breakdown. <laughs> or, the mother, or the motherfuckers that try to be cute. Yeah. During yeah. the interrogations. Like uh, who is the big motherfucker? Um, Ed Kemper. Ed Kemper. Yeah, you listen to his confessions uh-huh. or his interrogations. He's just like just cool as a cucumber and just making jokes. Because, because he knows. He's... he's his inner thoughts, his intrusive thoughts have already been played out. Yeah. He has no more intrusive thoughts. And he pretty much just turns himself in. He just knew exactly. That's the fucked up thing. Like, but he knew got, exactly what he was doing. He reached his catharsis. Yeah. Which was skull fucking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but that's that, that was his. That was his catharsis. But he didn't have that stopping point that some of us have. Yeah. Okay. When you have that stopping point, it's great. But you can't let it erode. Okay. Uh, well, see, the one I've been, it's kind of a popular one. You may know who I'm talking about. Jared Murray. Mm-hmm. He, his interrogation video is so fascinating because, and, and they kind of described it a few different times in uh, the video itself, but it's like he was so calm, cool, and collected, and so a matter of fact with everything. Like every time he was asked a question, it was, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, I could make a compilation of how many times he said yes, sir, and it would be like 15 minutes long. <laughs> like, his answer to everything was that. And he's like, well, why, why don't you? What he did was uh, it was a premeditated murder. I think he was a college student. He sought out one of the um, other people that was part of the dorm. He knocked on his door, asked for a ride to Walmart. Um, once they got to the parking lot of the Walmart, pulled a gun on him and said, now we're going to yada yada, which was going to be further up north, closer to Canada, and shot the dude while he was driving, got out of the car, ran around the front, pulled him out, tossed him in a ditch, and tried to get a getaway. The cops pulled him over, immediately surrenders, and confesses everything. Mm-hmm. And so, so they're like basically, okay. just, so they're basically just kind of, sit, but like it's still an hour long interrogation video because essentially they have to figure out if he had an accomplice, if he truly did it by himself, everything else. But they're like asking him, they're like, okay, well, why, why did you decide right, right then and there that was the time to kill him? He goes, it was just the time. Like everything is just so calm and collected and just like almost as if he knew every question that was going to be asked. And had straightforward answers for it. What and t- it's such a in- very fascinating like interrogation video. What time period was this? Maybe mid to early 2000s. Okay. Well, that's, you, that, this is kind of a fucked up thing to think about, but not all killers are bad people. Yeah. Like legitimately. Like not, this kid kind of had something wrong with him. Like it, well, it almost seemed like about, he had like an well, autism type thing. <laughs> well, yeah, duh. I mean, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but yeah, picture yeah. this, picture this, you know, he's, he's building up this idea in his head. Mm-hmm. He's been able to stave it off. Yeah. Okay. Intrusive thought, intrusive thought. He acts on it. Yeah. Kills that man. Now, no more intrusive thought. It's gone. I've killed someone. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. 
now I'm a bad person. No one wants to be a bad person. Phys- f- philosophy tells us we're not bad people. Right. We don't want to be bad people. But once you do that bad thing, are you still a bad person? Mm-hmm. And that's what that, that's probably what I see would happen was he realized he made a mistake, confessed everything, and that was that. Yeah. Now, but he but he had no remorse. Yeah, that was the interesting remor- wrinkle in it all. Re- remorse is just the construct of society. You need to feel bad mm-hmm. because you have premarital like he did, sex or heroin. Like like, like, he, <laughs> like he did not feel. He was a very a matter of fact about everything, mm-hmm. but felt no remorse toward it. Guilt guilt is raised in you. I hundred percent believe that. Yeah, I believe is not. I believe it's not nature. I believe guilt is something you're raised with. Yeah. Okay. You should feel bad because you did this thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is a parenting I, thing. Yeah. Well, it's not just a parenting. It's a society. It's a community, either a religious community or anything like that. It's or like just, just the law in general. Yeah. You need to feel bad. Mm-hmm. It's not enough that you have consequence. You got to feel bad too. Yeah. We need that. Um, Which is kind of an, when you phrase it like that, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, but you need... But it's re- like, it is so necessary, but when you phrase it exactly like you just did, we don't need you to just be punished. We need you to feel bad. Yeah. yeah. That's to- kind of a fucked up way of thinking about it, but it is such a true statement in that we do need the personal aspect of that apology, not just the words. And there, everyone has a set of words that breaks them mm-hmm. from a specific person. If that person says a string of words, and you got to think about this, it's just words. Yep. And it breaks you. Yep. Think about your wife, your kids. Well, not just that, but like, if say you fucked up, let's say you killed someone with your car Mm -hmm. because you were drinking and driving or some shit, and your mom's like, I thought better of you, and I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Think mm-hmm. about how how fucking heart wrenching that is. It's like you sound yeah. nothing like my mama, but that's still cut. I was going to say they, they, they get rid of the, they get rid of the tone. Yep. Yeah. You know, if a parent or somebody you respect's like, I thought you could do better. Mm-hmm. I thought I was wrong about you for having faith in you. Mm-hmm. That that is shame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is guilt, and we need that because it prevents us from doing stupid shit sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you don't want to make mama upset. <laughs> yeah. But when it comes to the intrusive thoughts of causing suffering and pain, uh, I think for me, it helps me. I can't say what for you yeah. or you, but like I could say that, okay, if I'm thinking about committing violence against someone, I really fucking think about it Yeah. to the extent of, and it could just be some light shit. Yeah. Like he forgot my fucking like liquor in the car or some shit. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God, these people aren't people. I need to kill them all. <laughs> his house needs to be burnt to the ground. I'm just like, his name should be stained in the blood of the book. <laughs> like, I'm just like, and it's and I think about that, and I'm like, that's how George Bush Sr. was. Like, <laughs> I'm 86 in this motherfucker's yep. family. <laughs> and then George Bush Jr. is just like, yeah, hey, I, I, made, I painted a dog. Fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> oh, another artist doomed another genocide. <laughs> See, this is what happens when you don't promote art, parents. Yes, they become genocidal maniacs. <laughs> this is why we can't trust art critics or the Jews. <laughs> and maybe this is why musicians are partly interested in true crime. 
Because we do have at least an outlet to kind of get out those aggressions. Because I do know that, like, same thing with you. I think intrusive thoughts can really get overwhelming. But then you can have, at least for us, that musical release. Or creatives in general. Write write a story about it. Mm -hmm. Create characters that want that do all of your, you know, murderous fantasies. Yeah. And it's like, maybe this was, and maybe this isn't fully connected, but it's still flows with the idea of having that release i remember mid lockdown when we had no music whatsoever music videos weren't even talking about being open yet and i was able to go down to atlanta to see my friends like machines and they have a huge practice space like it's as big as their studio and like the practice space area is like a miniature club like it's the size of the milestone in this fucking Mm. thing and they did the whole set as a practice and that was like the first time in nearly a year i had gotten like live music and all the major problems i felt like i was having immediately washed away at least for the day like i was on a high the rest of the day just from that 30 minute loud music that i got so it's like so i don't know it feels like that still connects in with the that all of a sudden gave me that physical and mental release of okay the extra stresses and the other intrusive thoughts have kind of gone away now because i've gotten that nice cathartic release of the music anybody who has a creative outlet um can have a more sympathetic viewpoint in life mm-hmm. because you're able to get it out because that intrusive thought's not there anymore. And I'm just going to write a song about killing this motherfucker yeah. instead of actually doing it. But like, it's, it's not, it's not <laughs> Tupac made a whole career on that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, it's, and it's not just that, you know, because a killer is, is multifaceted in, men, in mental capacity. Right. So you take someone who's not as creative like me. Mm-hmm. Does that well, make you do art, you draw, yeah, but and you like, come I'm up not, with amazing games, yeah. But like, if I didn't do that, mm-hmm. like if I just you know, nine to five, you know, constantly in and out, in and out, you know, it's going to build, yeah, it's going to build. Now, I'm trying to find the best way to explain this a killer could treat their shit like a job or a hobby, yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer treated it like a job, he didn't like doing it. We kind of really, saw that in Batman a little bit. It, the Joker was even kind of taking it like a job. Yeah, I mean Riddler. Sorry. Uh, without spoiling take. it, without spoiling it, he was doing it like a job. He but was exposing. He felt like it was his duty. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. It was his job. Because that's kind of all based on like uh, QAnon kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And um, the um, uh, Zodiac Killer. Yeah, yeah, Zodiac Killer. But yeah, that's interesting. That I haven't heard this take with like killers and stuff like that, where they treat it like a like Dahmer. You say that uh, he treated it like a job. He didn't want to. He had to get blackout drunk mm-hmm. in order to do it. Because some people do that when they go to work. They take drugs or do something to do that job. How many actors have you heard got blackout drunk to film a scene they really didn't want to fucking Shit. do? I know fucking bartenders that have to get fucking, you know, that smoke up before their shifts to get yeah. through their, their they night need, shifts. They need in the coffee. <laughs> they need something to handicap their mental capacity. Yeah. Just a little bit. Just enough. Just enough. If I could, I'd give my employees cocaine just so they can work faster. <laughs> because I God, need, I would too. I, I was need, ranting about that earlier. I need, I need them to be not thin-skinned. They, they're... Now, now, can I? So that's how the uh, industrial industrial revolution was fueled by fucking meth and children. Yes, Uh, (laughs) yeah, children on meth. So another (laughs) another aspect of this is: Do you feel empathy for another person? 
like if you were to tell me something bad happened, like uh, you had told me uh, during the outbreak that your parents had caught Corona, right? Mm-hmm. I genuinely felt empathy because yeah. I don't want that to happen to my fucking family because mm-hmm. they're older. It's a risk, you know. I'm genuinely uh, would genuinely feel bad. Yeah, like if you if you had got sick or someone I knew had got sick mm-hmm. because of this fucking thing that's going around. That's empathy. We need that. Yeah. Apathy, though, the absence of mm. caring is because you're not getting rid of your intrusive. In my belief, if you can't get rid of intrusive thoughts, you, you become more apathetic about life. The, oh, fuck him. My life's worse than that shit. Yeah. My dad said that to me one time. He's like, of all the things you've been through, you know, uh, losing a kidney, constant surgeries, being under the knife, the fear of dying constantly. How do you do it? I'm just like, I'm better than that motherfucker. That's why. Like, <laughs> like I, have, I have, to have, have to have that level of empathy to not put myself too far up right. mm-hmm. over suffering. You know, oh, man, you lost your dog, man. That fucking sucks, man. Are you okay? Like, yeah. But if I had let this thing that happened to me get to me, I'm just like, oh, your dog died, motherfucker. I almost died in the fucking hospital last yeah. week. Fuck you. you know? But instead, you work it around and you're like, oh, well, I understand X, Y, Z because I've kind of even been through that. So even sometimes human experience helps yeah. with the empathy. You need, yeah. and, that's, and that's the great thing about true crime. We can experience a minuscule of suffering mm-hmm. by watching people suffer. <laughs> <laughs> Like you watch, you know, me and him, you know, watch football and stuff. When we watch college, how do you feel when you watch an NFL player get hit? It's weird. It's like with the like if, with, it's, if it's someone you like, like it's a wide receiver or something that like, just gets his almost his head taken off. Yeah, if it's somebody I like, then you're like, oh no, that fucking sucks. But if it's somebody that I fucking hate, like say if um, you know Tom Brady got sacked or something like mm. that, and something happened to him, you know that. You now I hate to use Tom Brady as example or anybody as an example. I, know, I was going to say if Walt uh, Flanagan ever listens to this, he's immediately he's never like, going to talk to us again. But he's one of those more universally hated figures in football mm. because he's always winning all the time. Yeah. He's got like X amount of fucking Super Bowl but rings, compared, and you want to see people compared, fall. Compared to how bad you feel watching an NFL player get hit compared to a college athlete because these college athletes are they're just kids yeah so you feel more apathetic you feel Mm -hmm. more apathetic because they're a lower rung of society Mm -hmm. and their career's over the suffering of people on the lower end if you feel bad it's good you need to feel bad you need to feel empathy you need to feel empathy because if you don't you become apathetic you let the intrusive thoughts erode your goddamn brain and then you just act on them because you don't care about suffering but then you get a Netflix documentary yeah but <laughs> but you live in a junkyard you may have chopped a bitch up I don't know <laughs> we're talking about the lower tiers of society and uh, having uh, sympathy for the uh, for like communities and such mm-hmm. a lot of the times that's not the case especially like you know what would happen with uh, serial killers in the 70s where they would go after prostitutes mm-hmm. or like a homosexuals well, and the well, homeless this, this, this is the problem that this is the problem people who don't feel bad about lower rungs of society are psychopaths and facilitate more psychopaths and psychosis. And if you don't knock that shit out, it turns into either nationalism or fascism. Law enforcement had a term for all of that, too. They called it the less dead. Yeah, less dead. Mm -hmm. Because if you want to be a cop, you have to be apathetic. If you're wearing a badge that says, I can kill someone with impunity... That's what you're saying. Because yeah. laws yeah. are constructs. <laughs> okay? <laughs> We're getting into a deep dive now. <laughs> we'll turn everybody into anarcho-socialists. By yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, you have, you have this idea of 
should I feel bad for the rich guy right. who lost all his money? No, obviously he's got some special drive in him. Maybe he can use it again and make more billions of fucking dollars. Obviously that Elon Musk could do it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. He come from nothing. At least that's what he says. <laughs> but, you know, do I feel bad that one dude's being taxed a bunch of money? No. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. because he has no idea what standard human living is. He has no idea of the price of a gallon of milk. No. <laughs> yeah. But like he has no idea. Or she has no idea. Yeah. You know, I take the life of the people I know as a benchmark yeah. of suffering. And then I go and watch these fucking crime things. It's like, oh, man, he killed that little girl. She's on her way home. And it's like, damn, you feel bad. Because mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you're like, I know a friend that has a little girl. Yeah. But then you watch some dude who's 86 to 80 motherfuckers. And it's just like, oh, no, they put the needle in his arm. Well, fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> well, fuck him. He's not a lower rung of society. He's He took that lower rung and killed it. Yeah. You know, he, he took pride into destroying something socially lesser than him. Mm-hmm. And that that right there, anybody like any CEO is a psychopath. Anyone who can actually just make godless amounts of money. Now let, let, let me let me. There's there's an amount. There is an there's, <laughs> there's an amount. So you could take people who take their money and invest in the future, mm-hmm. either in their employees or family or whatever. You know they're investing. You know. This was the this was like the rule of law in America in the fifties and forties. It's like, hey, you don't want to pay taxes? We'll build another factory. Yeah, yeah. You build another factory, you create more jobs, and you know you're helping you're helping the nation. You're helping right. that. Yeah. You know, and you're industry. stimulating. Yeah, the you're economy. stimulating a whole fucking society. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't happen anymore. So now we have people who are misers who ruin currency. They make it worthless. Yeah. Crypto. Yeah. <laughs> not even, not even I know, crypto. I know, I know, I know. But not, not even crypto. Crypto is a good idea if you want to get rid of misers. Yeah. Because it's a people's money. Mm-hmm. But you get one guy who has actual money, actual backed military-based money, and he can fuck it up. Yep. Okay? He's like, oh, I'm going to invest in Doge. And it's like, Doge skyrockets because this guy's going to put influx of money. He didn't. He didn't. He bought a little bit. Yeah. And jacked it up and then sold it all. Mm-hmm. It's no difference than people who buy coal, solar. That's what happens with everybody like you, yeah. like your Nancy Pelosi's of the world that uh, yeah. have these. They invest in their stocks and then you really just dip and just dip out whenever you yeah. know shit hits the fan. And that's why we can't have people over sixty five in office. No, and, and that's also why a movie like Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. became very popular. And then so he was targeting people who were socially lesser than yes that's that's why i thought that was a good drawing comparison that's that's what made him evil Mm -hmm. but he's not a bad guy he he built a a industry i'd say jordan belfort was still a bad guy He's he's coming. Are you, are, he's you bad, are you bad if you break the law or are you bad that you figured out a loophole in a system of corruption I think it's option C. He's bad because he took advantage of people hoping Mm -hmm. to get rich quick. Because the only people that fall for get rich quick schemes are poor people that have only a couple dollars to their name. And they're just crossing their fingers, hoping and praying that this get rich quick scheme is going to work. And back then, that was the penny stocks. The Uncle David theory. Yes, invest Mm -hmm. now in the little penny stock. Put your life savings in penny stocks. Mm -hmm. And then in 10 years, when this hits, you know, the public trade is going to be huge. This, this, And then it wasn't. It was fake inflation. This works with the the Martin Shkreli Mm -hmm, kind of guy. We built a... We've... 
I'd say Martin Shkreli's a bad guy, too. Yeah. But he made a great argument against it. He said, oh, I'm a bad guy because I raised prices of the drug I sell. You let me do it. Validation. You you have no right to call me an evil motherfucker because I played within the boundaries of the rules of the game and then you get mad because people suffer. Okay? That's like people getting mad at, you know, NFL players for, you know, chop blocking motherfuckers. No, you you watch this game for one thing, to watch mm-hmm. people suffer. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. because I got a ball through the other side of the fucking court. You, you're there no, to watch you, people hit the fuck out of each other. You want people to die. You don't want to say it out loud. But it's no different than like... But if someone died on the field on live television during the Super Bowl, you would be like, in just a quick second, some endorphins rush through your fucking brain and you're just like, that's my shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's my shit. No, you know. Well, well, why you do you think like websites football? like eFucked and eBombs yeah. World were and Reddit and 4chan? Think, yeah, I, the, those yeah, those, those are just fascination of the macabre. Mm-hmm. You know, the Budgewire, you know, killing himself. It's like, okay, that's fascinating. Why do you do that? And then you read up on it and you create a story. But people who break a ethical law and people who break a moral law are two different monsters. Yeah. People who break ethics are just like, oh no, these are the rules of the game. Yeah. I figured it out. Yeah. It's kind of like playing Guess Who and giving that one person the one that has the guy with the hat. Yeah. It's like, do they have a hat? Yes. <laughs> it's that one. That's your person. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, I played within the rules of the game, mm-hmm. you know, but it's kind of shitty. Yeah. Right? Ethically, as a moral collective, that's what ethics are, a moral collective, we see it as, that's kind of shitty, but we can't, we never set a new rule in place mm-hmm. to fix it. Now we do. Yeah. Now we can. And then because we, we found it, we can cut it out, get it taken care of. But people who break moral laws, we have a bigger hate for because we impact our morals on them. Yep. Like, how would you feel if Alex was being attacked by a dog and I grabbed that dog by the collar and put a bullet in his fucking brain? How would you feel? It would shock the shit out of you, yeah, wouldn't it? It would, sh- it would to shock me, me. No, it wouldn't because I've done it before. Okay, that's I probably shouldn't confess that. But, <laughs> but someone was attacked by a dog. I took that dog, a rabbit fucking dog, and put it down. Yeah, the hard way. Okay, but it was moralistically, down- moralistically to me, it made sense because it was either your friend's life or the dog's life. Yeah. yeah. So, so, but someone else could be a part of this conversation. Like, oh my god, what the fuck is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Because their morals are being imposed on what I'm thinking. Right. And this goes back in history for since the first man killed his brother with a rock. Like, <laughs> that dog should have had a trial. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but like, it goes to the story of Cain and Abel. Cain killed Abel. Why? Because he thought God to. loved him more. Mm-hmm. It's probably true. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. That's just the world according to Cain. Yeah. But in his, in his morals, he said, no, fuck that. Mm-hmm. I've been... I've been breaking my ass, you know, mm-hmm. worshiping God and trying to provide and fuck him for just, you know, just sitting around being loved. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. I'm this fucking brain. <laughs> and, you know, we use these morals and attack people with them. Mm-hmm. Take, take the idea of slavery. The idea of slavery. No, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> no, take the idea of slavery is irreprehensible. Yeah. It is a terrible thing always will be always has been but to a slaver who worked within the bounds of legality by the society he was fine 
It was just normal within the culture. He's like, this isn't against the law. And with the collective Mm -hmm. morals of the time, ethically, it was fine. He worked within the bounds of the system. Now, we see that in great men and women in history. It's like George Washington had slaves. Mm -hmm. Now, he got rid of his slaves. He freed them. Mm -hmm. Does that make him a bad guy for having slaves? Or does it make him a good man for getting real, like realizing a wrong? However, he didn't go far enough. That's the problem I have with people who deconstruct history too much. Oh, they didn't go far enough. What did you want them to do? What did you want Lincoln to do during the Civil War? Mm-hmm. Not just abolish slavery. Okay, that's what he did. Right. But he didn't do it fast enough. <laughs> okay? That's what the slavery told. That, that, that was the whole mm-hmm. crux of the Civil War. It's, it's one state's right to have slaves because ethically they thought it was right right yeah. because out of the fucking 20 states we had it was fine mm-hmm. some states got rid of it some states have it just like weed you know it's like some states have it some states don't <laughs> <laughs> but you know you're piggybacking on human suffering that's a moralistic problem yeah. not mm-hmm. an ethical problem okay so at what point can we blame history of one person's acts not going far enough to meet our moral guidelines today. Mm-hmm. And I know this this has changed philosophically to <laughs> a little bit, but yeah, but there's still a line but, to be but, drawn. But think about think about slavery. It's it's a fascination of human suffering. Yeah. We need I I need I don't want to do that. Yeah. But I can pay someone to do it. That's true. Oh shit. <laughs> They're coming to get Speaking you. of human suffering. It's a good <laughs> But yeah, go back going back to like you know documentaries. When you watch, let's say the doc or the movie about uh, Tommy Lee, yeah, tell me you <laughs> yeah. didn't have a good time watching that motherfucker suffer <laughs> and talking to his dick. Well, that's, well, <laughs> well, that's that whole that whole doc series is about you know the you know the public's you know fascination with the invasion of privacy. Yeah, and that's you suffering. That's mm-hmm. just another form of it. Exactly, mm-hmm. and it's awesome. <laughs> I fucking love it. <laughs> I do. Well, and like, again, that's why we like true crime documentaries. Yeah. What is it? What is it? What is it to you personally when you watch a documentary about Jeff, Jeffrey Dahmer? What really like gets you going? I honestly just the fascination of it all because again, it feels so disconnected from something that I could even morally or physically do. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, I'm fascinated with the uh, the Manson family and how it you know eradicated the fucking '60s in a lot yeah. of ways. So, so you could grasp you can grasp the idea of a cult. Yeah. Uh, ruining a decade or a generation, or just a, mm-hmm. a collective idea. Yeah, that oh hippies, you know, free love and all this, but here's the consequence. Exactly. Even though it's not true, right? You know, th- th- that's what the society felt at the time. I'm fascinated by the failure of the society that created the dude. I'm, I'm fascinated. I mean, by that's it. part of it too. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Like, for example, the cops that basically fed Jeffrey Dahmer a child. Yeah. <laughs> they let him. Yeah. yeah they that's let exactly go. what they happened. They let him go. Oh no, Jeffrey. This dude's running around. This kid who's a victim got loose, drugged, can't speak. You know, basically a zombie. Basically a zombie. And Jeffrey Dahmer's like, oh, I'm good. He's 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 with me. He's my buddy. But mm-hmm. because he's one of the uh, lesser of that less dead thing that we brought mm-hmm. up. And the, the cops were like, oh, this gay couple are just having some issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Turn them loose. And yeah. then he ate that dude. Mm-hmm. And that's that. It fascinates me that they were blind to it because they were apathetic. Was it a willing blindness? Yes. Yeah. 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 They don't care. They, were, they really they don't. They didn't want to deal with any homosexual issues or anything no, like it was that. The this 80s. is the 80s. They don't give a fuck about them. <laughs> Just kept the way he's like, this is the 80s, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, that, and that goes into policy making in the 80s. Yeah. 
why can't why didn't we respond fast enough to AIDS? Because it was uh, mostly it, it was, was, gay it, was it was it was yeah or was you know interpreted or was associated with gay mm-hmm. culture. Drug addicts, blacks, and gays. No one cared. No one in the echelon of society who could AIDS, do something crack. But no, but nobody wanted to do anything, so we let it go. Now it's fascinating to watch about. Yeah, because we get tons of documentaries on yeah. all of that stuff, and we need it. <laughs> if not, our society would go insane. <laughs> Go insane or just repeat itself? No, we we would have a breakdown of of society okay. to the point where we need the bread and circuses. Mm-hmm. We need the live music. We need the sporting events. We need that distraction. If not, we're going to kill someone in our house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Quit putting metal utensils in the pan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. She brought two-ply instead of... Triple plot. I need my angel soft. You dumb bitch. Like, you know, it, it, you need that because it keeps those thoughts from just blasting out. Right. It's like, oh, and having what that guy did. Uh huh. All right. He thought about killing someone, and he thought about it. And thought about it. He had no distraction. He had and, no and it was a random person. Like it was because what the interrogator even asked him. He's like, now did this person do something to you? And you could hear the tone of his voice change. He was offended by that question. He's like, no. It's like it was almost like he was just like, why would you think this person did something to me? No, so it's like it was just a random fucking person he picked, and he even asked him, he's like, well, why did you have him drive you to the Walmart first before like driving you up further north? He's like, I just wanted to get him out of town. Yeah, and so it's like even 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 the logic behind it didn't make sense. He was like, he just wanted to get him out of town. You just get in the car, show him the gun, and be like, drive. Which is what you did at the McDonald at the uh, Walmart, rather thirty minutes away. <laughs> well, you got to think about you, you got to think about, and that's what's just how, fascinating. How, how far about was it. he trying to stop himself? Mm-hmm. He got to a point and kept going to the next point, and then you get to the point of no return. Right, and he got to that point. And he said, "Fuck it, I'm in it now," you know. And that intrusive thought still blaring. Do it, fucking do it, man. Mm-hmm. Your life sucks. Let's just let's get a release. That's what I like reading about, like all the context around it. Like, say the Ed Gein story. Like, he didn't have an outlet to, you know. Yeah, he was a hoarder who lived in the fucking woods. Yeah, <laughs> he just wanted to cross dress and all that yeah. shit too. And because he wasn't allowed to do it, what do he do? Just skinned he a bunch of people. And shit. <laughs> skinned a bunch of people and wore their skin. Today, <laughs> if it was today, Ed Gein would be fine. Yeah, he would. He'd be, he'd be if, like if that guy. Ed Gein had the internet. Yeah, he'd be great. I mean, if Hitler just had one person going, "Hey, your art's cool." Yeah. <laughs> if he was on DeviantArt, yeah, shit. <laughs> Landscapes by Hitler, <laughs> and we wouldn't have had all those problems that we had. Hey, it, this eccentric guy. Why a, do you think we have a podcast? But like, <laughs> but yeah, just some eccentric, eccentric guy from Germany who was who had a hobby of painting and had some weird ideas on how to keep his country great and I like to get shat on. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Shiza. Shiza <porn. laughs> but like whatever, whatever floats your boat. You know, but like it, it, a lot of it is, you know, creative outlets. Yeah. What, what can I do to you know distract myself from to my, not kill a person? Yeah. <laughs> you need it. I do this. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, why I said we have a podcast. Yeah, that's one way to stay active and creative. Yeah. Because if I stuck at my job too long, I would blow my fucking brains out. <laughs> Another, but again, that's but another think, intrusive thought. <laughs> but but again, that happens with everyone. Mm-hmm. So again, maybe that's the bigger. Maybe that's the new ad campaign. Instead of like keep the arts in school, it's like keep the arts in school so you don't get a mass murderer. Yeah. <laughs> Let your kid paint yeah. so he doesn't paint the walls with your blood. <laughs> <laughs> I change policy for all schools. <laughs> 
Well, this might have been a little shorter than usual, but this may be a good Kickstarter into us maybe doing some more true crime. We've this been was part teasing. one. Yeah, so we've, yeah. Been, we've been teasing doing a little bit more true crime, and y'all have got your cryptid show and everything else. So I don't like that like backhanded compliment. I don't like that. What? Your cryptid show. <laughs> your fucking, fucking Bigfoot big horse shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is, it's our entertainment show. <laughs> it's our show in which we pick a topic and over talk it. <laughs> you and your bands. Yeah. Yo, as long as it wasn't little bands. Yes. <laughs> the, the Henry Rollins bit of like, he's like, I hate when women say you're little something. He's like, oh, tell me about your little project. Tell me about your little band. It's not little. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, for this episode of the Couch Potatoes, I've been Alex. This is Cap. And do you have any sort of final thoughts for us, Chris? I had a woman at my work blame me for a miscarriage, and I've been carrying that in my mind. And I'm just like, yep, that's human suffering. <laughs> I'm running off that right now. <laughs> I didn't do anything. I'm not a baby killer, but she said I am. So that's cathartic for me. <laughs>